If you like the Live Wild podcast and enjoy hunting-related apparel, I've got you covered. I just launched some great t-shirts, hats, and sweatshirts under my own Live Wild brand. You can find them now on my website, remywarren.com. I just want to say thanks again, everyone, for all the support, and I really hope you enjoy these designs as much as I do. Who knows? Maybe you'll head over to my website and find your next lucky hat. I'm Remy Warren, and I've lived my life in the wild. As a professional guide and hunter, I've spent thousands of days perfecting my craft. I want to give that knowledge to you. In this podcast, we relive some of my past adventures as I give you practical hunting tips to make you more successful. Whether you're just getting started or a lifelong hunter, this podcast will bring you along on the hunt and teach you how to live wild. This podcast is brought to you by Mountain Tough and Yeti. A lot of the tactics I talk about here require you to be in top physical shape. So I partnered with Mountain Tough to help get you ready for the mountain. With their science-based hunter-specific training app, you'll get in shape and mentally tough, able to tackle any hunt. Because we really believe this will help you be more successful, as a listener to this podcast, we're giving you six free weeks to get you started. Just use code LIVEWILD. Yeti's been a longtime supporter of mine and has some of the best products out there, including their just-released 15 and 60 Go Boxes. These are durable, stackable, dust and watertight storage that's great for organizing and transporting all your favorite gear to and from the field. I actually got to test some of these this past season and put them through the paces traveling from hunt to hunt. It kept my stuff accessible and protected. Practical in so many situations, from raft trips down the river to elk camp in the Rockies, it's nearly indestructible, go anywhere storage that's now available. Welcome back to Live Wild Podcast, everyone. I'm really excited because this week we're bringing in an expert. Dustin Diefenderfer of Mountain Tough Fitness Labs is here, and he has the science to back training specific for getting ready for this hunting season. We're about four months out from elk season, and it's time to start gearing your body up for the mountains. So we're going to jump in with Dustin, talk about the research he's done, and then follow that up with how that applies to you. Dustin, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm really excited to have you on. You know, I, I talk about it every time you come on and and there's a reason that you're a recurring guest here. It's because every week I talk about hunting tactics that generally require some sort of physical preparation. It's a key ingredient in my success in the field and a key ingredient for a lot of people that are consistently successful is to be in the best shape possible. And the one thing that I struggle with is how to tell that to other people because that's not my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is tips and tactics on hunting and how to how to take advantage of the situations in the field. But there's a lot of stuff that goes into the off season that you is required to be in that physical shape to get after it. And the one thing that I really value about the way you guys do things is we have a like mindset of, I really value the research that you guys do. And I think that that's one of the most interesting things about Mountain Tough Fitness Labs is it's a lab. It goes after, I mean, is there anybody else even out there studying hunters as athletes and how to make them better? I think the thing that I'm excited to talk to you about today is what goes into that background and what have you learned over the years of essentially studying people for hunting specific fitness? Thanks. It's, it's super fun and exciting. And it was our founding ethos at Mountain Tough back in the very first moment of 2016 when we started. So we're going through year seven right now, but day one, we knew 
everything had to come out of a lab. And we knew that because there are a lot of different training methodologies and there's a lot of different hard workouts. But if it doesn't help someone on the mountain, then it should be tossed out. And the only way that we were going to be able to identify that was to have a lab where we could see what was working, what wasn't working. And we needed to test programming on a lot of different people and a lot of different demographics. And so all, all humans are different, but then when you get into a backcountry hunter, there's going to be a lot of differences in how a program adapts to a 20-year-old versus a 55-year-old. And there's a lot of uniquenesses between programming for a male or a female. And then the big factor, too, is fitness background, fitness level. Uh, the programmings need to be tailored for someone's baseline strength. And then the, the factors of what they're doing for work, how many hours they're working, what they're getting for sleep. We needed a large pool of hunters to run a lot, a lot of variety of programming through to see what was actually moving the needle. And so we've been doing that since the beginning and it's only gotten more and more sophisticated every year. And so this last round of, of testing has been the most sophisticated we've ever been by far where it is truly like a elite level performance center, um, like an Olympic type training center or a military type training center where we're actually drawing blood. We're checking VO2 maxes, heart rate zones, and lactate thresholds. We're putting people on, uh, you know, body scans to see body fat percentages, but bone density. So it's gotten way more sophisticated than it was in 2016, but it's only made us better and better because the, the human body is so crazy and complicated and performance human performance is a constant evolution where the society is learning more and more about it every single year at a rapidly increasing rate that anything that we can pull from what the country is learning and apply that to a backcountry hunter the better that's awesome. You know, I, it's one of the things like as a hunter, we always hit this like springtime and it, well, the winter is just, it's been six months long and the sun <laughs> comes out and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to like shed hunt. I'm going to hike. And then you get out and you're like, man, I need to get in shape for the hunting season. It's just something that happens no matter kind of what you do. You, you, you me, at least I'm talking about myself here. When this time of year hits, I'm like, okay, I've got this hunt. I've got this hunt. I've got this hunt. I've got to get ready for it. And it's something that I just start thinking about and gearing for whether I've been doing stuff all year or not. It's, it's like, it becomes that time. And some people think about it a couple of weeks before the season and that's too late. Uh, I think the people that are listening to this podcast and thinking like, okay, we're, we're here telling you now's the time to start thinking about it. And that preseason prep is really important. And I know that that's something that you guys, well, I mean, as we were talking, you've kind of 
essentially been studying this preseason prep idea for what close to two years, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool because preseason prep was the the flagship product that created the Mountain Tough business. And so the Mountain Tough business was founded on like, hey, what if we could train someone from start to finish as a backcountry hunter and get them ready for their dream hunt? So what would be the perfect programming to get someone ready for a 10-day Alaska sheep hunt or a seven-day Western archery elk hunt? And that was our very first program that we ever released, and it's still our most popular program today. But we haven't really got in there and revamped it based on everything we've learned in the last couple of years. So it's really exciting now that, you know, right now we're relaunching preseason prep 2.0 that, that just went live in the app. And it's literally three years of research on the ideal programming to take a hunter from start to finish through the summer before their hunt. And it's kind of crazy to think about it now because that's it's tens of thousands of hours that's gone into that program because, you know, we've seen hunters in the lab three times a day for five years studying them and testing them. Plus we've had uh, thousands and thousands of online Mount Tuffers providing feedback. And so the comprehensive uh, research that went into this program is super exciting for us because it is, it's kind of like our F-150 of the Mountain Tough business. It's like, it's the flagship program that any hunter with gym equipment should be doing. And we haven't freshened it up in a few years. And so seeing it go out this month has been really cool. That's awesome. So what goes in, like when you're, you're saying, Hey, I want to start studying something. What's the process of that? Like, what are you looking at? How do you even get started? The, the people that are in it, what kind of people are they? And, and, and I was like, you know, just to kind of get the, because I think the most interesting part is like that, that science portion of like, this is how we're learning what we know. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing because I, I absolutely love talking about this subject because you see so many, and you see this in every sport, but you see it in the backcountry hunting world quite frequently where people spend tens of thousands of dollars on their gear and they spend a lot of hours prepping their rifle or their bow for the upcoming season. Um, but they neglect the physical and mental toughness side of the equation to prepare for their backcountry hunt. And so we know that the physical and mental part of it is probably the most important part. So we need to shift the paradigm a little bit that like spending more time and resources on your physical and mental toughness is going to be the key to success just as much as it is like the gear or the rifle. And so the way that we start that testing when we look at it from that angle is like we want someone to thrive in the backcountry we know that the backcountry has the potential to always be very hard and always be 
a sort of a suffer fest. But what we do know is that with the proper training, someone can thrive in that f- environment. And so thriving for us is like they're going to they're gonna be able to hunt every day. They're not going to be stuck in the tent on day two too sore to move. They're going to be able to push one ridge further back. And they're going to be able to get home from that hunt and play with their kids the next day and go back to work. And so a lot of the problems that we heard from customers were like, I did that hunt and I survived and I packed out a bull, but I couldn't get out of my tent for four days. I was so sore and that does not need to happen. It does. It's always going to be hard, but there's definitely ways that all hunters can thrive in that environment and thriving in that environment makes everything better because you're way more focused and your mental clarity and alertness is higher than if you were redlining the whole hunt. So for our, our test, we always start every test we do at Mountain Tough with problem identification. And so for us, that means we need to look at the problem and see what are the skills required to be successful. So skill requirements, you would do the same thing with a military athlete or a sport athlete, but you look at the, the end game, the optimal end game and identify the skills needed to be successful. So for a hunter, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward, a backcountry hunter to thrive. The skills they need to have are extreme muscular endurance. So they don't need to be power lifter strong, but they need to go all day and have baseline strength to carry a heavy pack. But then they need to have the really strong cardio and endurance side to hike all day in high elevation. And then the skill requirements that makes hunters unlike any other athlete in the world are two things. One is that they need to be able to perform for a lot longer period of time than any other sport. So if a hunt's going to go three, five, seven, or 10 days, that's longer than any other sport in the world. And so that requires a different kind of programming. And then a hunter has to handle heavier packs than most people. So we look at the skills, like those are the skills they need to thrive in that environment. And then we start training to those skills is how we start. That's cool. And then when you bring the people in, it's a, like, it's an assortment of different age classes. I know you've told me in the past, uh, you know, you, you try to get essentially the people that you're targeting to, you don't, you don't necessarily need to know what an elite athlete can do. You need to know what a normal guy off the street that enjoys hunting, uh, what it takes for him to get into that shape or for him to kind of adapt him or her. Um, so like when you, when you take these samples and when you're doing your tests, like what's that group look like? And then, and then how are you kind of measuring those metrics at the end? Yeah, we learned a lot about that over the years because we've definitely gone through seasons of testing where we brought in like nine elite athlete hunter guys and it just screwed up all of our data because the the elite athletes had the ability and the strength and the mental toughness to really just crush any program you threw at them. 
And so that made it really skewed data for the mass population just because the the mass population is so unique. And so now what we do when we're testing a hunting program, first we want to make sure that it's actual backcountry hunters doing the testing. So this latest round of testing was 11 people. All of them were backcountry hunters, but some of them had been hunting for 11 to 15 years. And some of them, this was their second season. And so that was really helpful because that is the reality of the world is everyone's at a different point in their hunting journey. And we need to see how the program affects those people differently based on their experience in the mountains. But then out of the 11 people, this testing phase, we made sure that the age groups were scattered across the board. So there's 20 year olds, 30 year olds, 40 year olds, and 50 year olds. In that way, we can see how different types of programming are affecting different age classes. And then you make sh- we made sure that it has some beginner, intermediate, and elite athletes. And then we also made sure that it has male and female. So that's been really cool because now we have a really more controlled, solid testing environment because we know that when the programs go live in the Mountain Tough app, that there's going to be all different ages, all different demographics, males and females from all different fitness levels using this product. So we need to make sure that it works for everybody. Awesome. So in the, I guess we'll kind of get to the bread and butter of like in your last round of testing, what, maybe let's pull out three things that you've noticed of saying like, okay, here's how hunters, people like with, with this amount of data that we've taken in, here's how we can kind of develop that and make somebody better, especially when it's talking about preseason prep. Yeah, I think for sure the, the three major things that we've learned over the last three or four years of sophisticated testing is number one, I think regardless of what program any, any hunter does, the most important thing that we've learned is they have to have a baseline amount of strength to handle a 60 pound plus pack without running into injury. And so what we have seen is that you can take a beginner backcountry hunter and they can go on a hunt and they can put on a hundred pound pack for a pack out, but the, and they can come out of the mountains with that pack and survive. But the reality of it is the injury rate is so high that they need to reevaluate the better option would be to make sure their baseline strength is high enough before going into that environment so that they're not going to head into an injury. And our huge philosophy is we want to focus on longevity first. So we put longevity as a trump card over high performance. And the reason we do that is like, because we're not, we're not training people to win the Super Bowl this year. We're training hunters so that they can be really 
successful in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And so we always, we put longevity in our athletes as the trump card. And if you get your baseline strength up, then your longevity in all areas of life goes through the roof. And so most injuries that you see in backcountry hunting or in sport are the military almost always come down to a lack of baseline strength. And so if someone tweaks their knee on a hunt with a heavy pack, 99% of the time it's because they didn't have the strength in their like hips, quads, and glutes to keep their knee in proper alignment. Or if someone rolls their ankle on a hunt, it's because they didn't really have the baseline strength to support that load. And so the biggest learning we've gotten over the last three years is baseline strength is probably one of the number one things that people should focus on. And you've probably seen this, but one of the really common mistakes historically for backcountry hunters was they knew hunting season was coming in September. They knew they needed to train and they spent all summer running or they spent all summer on the elliptical or the stair climber. And you will see a lot of those athletes still get crushed in the mountains, even though they trained all summer. And usually that's coming down to the baseline strength wasn't high enough to handle the heavy pack on their back. For sure. I, I mean, I noticed that like, you know, guiding for years and all, I mean, there's most weeks I'd be packing out two elk, maybe two deer a week. And I would load my pack up and it'd be heavy. And the guys would be like, oh, you wait till you're my age, your back's going to be destroyed or, you know, you're going to hurt yourself. And the fact of the matter is it, it's not that I don't have any of those problems because I built my body to a way that I could handle that kind of weight for those times in that kind of output because I did it all the time. It wasn't, and I wasn't packing out all the time, but I was, mm -hmm. I was carrying heavy pack all the time. My body could handle that extra load, my body. And, and so by doing that, it wasn't a problem. Now, those same guys would maybe hurt their knee. Like, it's because they didn't build up the strength to be able to carry even that, their gear pack in. They just did the, like you said, they, they ran, they did the, they're like, I've been training all year. And I had this happen last year. I, I had a guy that was like, he lost a ton of weight. And yep. I mean, it was good for him. You know, he did everything like, he did the train, like he got in shape, but he put a pack on and he started walking through the snow in the mountains and his training didn't compare. And so in his mind, he's like, I can do this. And on the first day, I'm like, dude, don't burn yourself out. Don't burn yourself out. This is a, this is an endurance thing. Like I, he's like, no, man, I go, go, go. And I just, I had this bad feeling. And unfortunately on the first yeah. day at the end of the day, we were going after this elk. And I'm like, if you like, dude, we don't need to go after this elk today. We've got seven days and I'd rather like be able to consistently get after elk. Like I saw these elk go into the timber. We weren't even sure like how good the bull was, whatever. And like, I don't know, five, 600 yards from the elk. He like sat down. He's like, I'm actually done. Like I can't. And, and unfortunately he was so sore. Dang. Like it was the end of his hunt. We lucked out and like three days later, he ended up shooting a bull. Like I found a bull in an easy to get to spot, but it was still hard for him to get to it. And this is a guy that physically Dang. could like he put in the time, but he didn't cover the right bases. And because of it on day one, went too hard and burnt out. 
And that's just like a, it happens. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's really as a guide, it sucks to see because you want them to be as successful in all they have, you know, like this is a person that should be capable of it, but the wrong kind of training in the wrong way and a little bit overconfidence in the training that he had. And it just burnt him out and it, it was a bummer. So yeah, I, mean, I see it all the time. Yeah. It's so, so common. And on the on the positive side, it's really cool because if people can focus on baseline strength, it helps with all areas of life too. And so someone who just does a little bit of strength training throughout the year, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be crazy because it's we're not building power lifters, but someone who just has baseline level of strength, they their whole life gets better. So like they're better with just like manual chores around the house. Their, their longevity statistically, you know, goes through the roof where now like the science is really clear that like quad muscle density is related to life longevity. Grip strength is related to life longevity. And so it's, it's kind of exciting to think about from that perspective that just adding a little strength training to your life can make your whole life better for decades. And it's easy to see it happen on a hunt, but it's cool to think about like it's going to keep some pep in your step when you're 60 if you if you go into your 60s with that baseline strength. And so that's one of our, our biggest learnings for sure over the last three years. Cause if you put an athlete into a hard programming, regardless of whose it is, um, and they don't have a little bit of baseline strength, that's when you really see like the injury and the overuse injury related issues. And that just, that can ruin your whole hunting season quickly. If you're, if you're, if you're, getting hurt during training, that's going to make for a tough hunting season. For sure. Yeah. That's the, um, I remember, uh, my dad one year was getting ready for a sheep hunt and he was, this was before he like worked out all the time. And it was like that. I've got a sheep hunt. I drew it to sheep dag. Now I got to get in shape. And he went and, and he ended up like tearing or somehow damaging his Achilles. And it's like, because he didn't have that baseline strength and it's just like, no, got to do it fast and hard and throw on the heavy pack and just not knowing what he's doing and, and cause an injury, trying to get ready for something, which prolonged the getting ready, which went into the hunt completely unprepared. And once again, he, he, in in that instance, lucked out because we, we got a Ram on the first day and he was like, that was the hardest thing I ever done. And so it was like, yeah. And and he's like, I I don't know if I could have gone. It was like, just good thing that those Rams didn't move off of where they were at because, it was everything it took to get to them and, and, and all that. Plus still like a little bit of the, the injury um, that hadn't healed fully yet. So yeah, you run into those problems of like injuring yourself, getting ready for something. It really sets you back. I know like this, I, this is my, with my wrist this is the first injury yeah. that I've ever had. And I'm a year and a, some months out and just starting to get use of it back. But I'm like the, the way that it set me back in so many things, you're like, dude, if you can avoid injury in any way, 
100 percent do it. And and I've been fortunate, knock on wood. Like I've gone, I've done a lot of crazy things and I've avoided a lot of injury. And I and I really attribute it to just being physically capable enough to to avoid the injury, like being consistently ready for it. This injury was not, it was just some, you know, it was like a random thing. So, but you know, you really realize like how how bad a setback injury can be. For sure. And that kind of leads me to like our second big hack and learning from all this research is all hunters should start training for this fall right now. Like it's the first week of May. You have to start now, like today. And the reason that I say that is it's ideal if the most ideal situation is that a hunter is always training. So it's a much better environment if someone's always training and they're kind of at that 80% level ready for like a 10K in the summer with their family. And then as we get into like mission specific training for hunting, we can ramp it up to that 100% level. And the science is pretty clear that a hunter needs to start training now to be ready for September. That gives them 16 weeks of training before their hunt. And all of these different skill requirements that they need to thrive on a backcountry hunt just take time. And so the best case is a hunter is always doing some sort of training spring, winter, summer, and fall. But if that's not the case, regardless of who they are, they should, they should start training right now. Cause like a, a hunter is really unique. And that's why you see some of the things we talked about earlier, where someone can train all summer and still struggle on a hunt is cause if you look at like the heart rate zones, like heart, heart rate zone conversations are really popular right now where you have zone two that is like us just hiking up a hill at a really slow pace, talking to each other, no hurry. Then you have zone three, four, and five. Five is your red line zone where it's max effort as hard as you can go. And if you think about a hunt, a backcountry hunt, you're going to experience all of those zones for multiple days. And so usually if, if someone's just running all summer, for hunt preparation they're only focused on zone two and three and if someone is only strength training all summer to prepare for backcountry hunting they're only working on zone one and two and so that's where you see people bonk on the mountain is they have never trained zone five or or four and so when they experience sprinting up a hill for an elk with a heavy pack on they're going to crash and burn. And so like a comprehensive training program needs to consider all of those zones and all of those zones take a long time to actually adapt. And so like your lactate threshold and VO2 max, they can all be improved like significantly, which is so cool, but it all takes like six or nine or 12 weeks to see that needle move. And so Training in August for a September hunt is better than doing nothing at all. But the absolute best thing you could do 
is to never stop training and then to start training for your hunt right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think you've got the preseason prep 2.0 coming out. And I think let's talk a little bit uh, briefly on, you know, some of the things in that that is like, this is something we found that I think is a good way to get ready. Like if you're, this is the takeaway tip. And then, and then also maybe some other options as well. You know, maybe if, if something's on gym equipment, then what's another option if you don't have that equipment? Yeah, you bet. So preseason prep 2.0 is going to have a unique path for beginner athletes, intermediate athletes, and elite athletes. It's a program that they are going to be training with gym equipment Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, they're going to be alternating some ruck workouts on a ruck periodization. And so that was a big learning from all of our research over the last couple of years is that we always knew that a hunter needed to get used to their pack and do some pack training in the summer. But there's some cool hacks for that that are, that are so awesome because historically for someone to do like a ruck periodization, as you would see in the military to get ready to handle heavy loads over long distances, they would go out on these two or three or four hour road marches or into the mountains on the weekends. And the reality is like a lot of people as working professionals nowadays don't have time to do a four hour workout on a Friday. And so there's some really cool items in preseason prep 2.0 where you're going to ruck on Friday, but you're going to stop every half mile and do some lunges or some squats with your pack on. And then you're going to get the same bang for your buck under those kind of workouts in an hour that used to take like four or five or six hours. So you're going to get the same body adaptation and muscle stress as you would in a four hour workout down to a one hour workout. And so that science is really, really interesting and has taken a lot of our hunters to a completely new level. And then there's a lot of science in preseason prep 2.0 that has changed the game significantly and it's related to volume. And anyone can do this, whether they do a mountain tough program or not. And it's, it's really obvious looking at it now, but a typical standard historical strength program is going to be like 10 sets of barbell lunges, let's say, or excuse me, 10 reps of barbell lunges, three sets. So you're ending, you're ending with like 30 lunges with a barbell on your back. That's really standard strength training that's been around for decades. But the the hunter is going to experience so much more volume than that. So if you think about just climbing some vertical feet to get to camp, you're going to end up with a thousand half lunges as you're hiking up that mountain. And so we added much more volume than ever before to a lot of our programming, even to the level where like some of our elite athletes were doing 800 meters of walking lunges 
every single morning for like four days a week. And so that's a half mile on a track of just lunging body weight. Um, but I wouldn't recommend that to a beginner, but what we saw in our elite athletes is like their legs were literally bulletproof after that, just because of that volume. And so that's, that's kind of stuff that anyone can start thinking about and doing at home, regardless if they do a mountain tough program or someone else's program. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's stuff that like, when I think about that, that's kind of been the problem, right? Is you go, a guy will go to the gym and, and he'll do these things and you get out on a hunt and the, the frequency and consistency that you need, it's an all day endeavor. And yeah. it, it's really hard to train for that. And that's the kind of, I like that philosophy of like, you're trying to match that, that burnout, that max that, and it, of course there's a lot of workouts where you do that. But you need to be able to like that sustained period of time. I think that there's like the kind of the unspoken benefit of it is that quick recovery. Because yeah. like the longer you do something, the the more used to recovering fast you get. Like your body kind of takes over. And, and I noticed like the people that are, it's like, yeah, you go and then you sit down for five and it's like, bam, I'm recovered. I'm ready to continue on because it's a continual thing. So going, recovering, going, recovering, going, recovering. And if by doing it consistently, you build up that, that memory of just recovery. And that yeah. plays in so big to continuing, like going on, <laughs> pressing on. Cause you know, like I say, uh, the story of a guy that, that crashes on day one, you know, what's the takeaway. And, and the unfortunate part was, it wasn't just that, you know, he, it was a hard, I mean, it was a long day. He was like, I'm keeping up, we're doing it. And it's like knee deep snow, you know, and like, I'll, 3000 vertical feet. We're just going for it. That's a hard day. I mean, I was tired after that day, but the difference between me and him is by that, by the time I drove back to the camp, you know, from the trailhead, I was ready to go again because it's just like used to that recovery. Whereas it took him essentially four days to recover. And that just doesn't work out on a hunt when you've got limited amount of time. Yeah. That's the, those are the, the things that really start changing the game for people's success especially success as a hunter season after season after season we see the same thing all the time where like last year we had two of our lab testers go out on an elk hunt and one of them one of them was doing mountain tough and testing in the lab and he was doing that 800 meter lunge test which was really interesting because he, you know, he started on the 800 meter lunge test idea, which is that half mile of body weight lunges. And he was so sore that first week he did that, like really, really on the edge of being too sore. But for him, like week three or four, he was not getting sore at all. He was just, you know, he could do a half mile lunges every day and zero soreness and ready to rock and roll. And then when they went on the hunt together, one guy had been training, not with Mountain Tough, and then the Mountain Tough tester went on an elk hunt. They killed a bull the first day, and it, they, it was a nasty pack out. And they packed out that bull, and it was like a seven-day hunt, and they had two tags, killed one bull on day one. 
and they got the bull out and the the friend of the mountain tough guy could could not get out of the tent the next day so like they got they got the bull out and had a great hunt but they still had a tag in their pocket and still had six days left to hunt and that guy was just so sore he couldn't finish the rest of that trip and it's like those small little differences that really start adding up like can you can you perform day after day as a backcountry hunter usually can be the difference between a successful trip and not successful trip yeah i i mean i've said it uh a thousand times it's like you got to be persistent enough that you intersect luck at some point and in, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in a backcountry situation man being persistent means you have to keep going or you just have to be able to, to get up the next day and continue to hunt because i don't know what it is maybe on the last day like i just i don't know if it's like that it's closing time you just gotta like you either increase your success by lowering your standards or you just hunt harder, right? But for some reason, I feel like if I look back at the videos or the hunts that I've done, yeah, last evening of the last day. I don't know why <laughs> it goes down to that, but like we joke, uh, one of my one of the guys that I hunt with a lot, Chris, and he'll film too. He's like, he's like, you kill everything on the last day. Can we just do one day hunts from now on? Because we did a couple of one day hunts and it was like, we were successful. And he's like, this is so much. Yeah. Just first day, last day, you're, you're really good at getting them on the last day. But the, the fact of the matter is like, you just have to keep after it because I don't know, sometimes it's just like, I'm very successful because I'm very persistent and I'm persistent enough where like eventually you're just going to intersect something lucky in some ways. And then, you know, you throw in uh, some tactics and some skill and, and experience on top of that. And then you're just consistently successful and that keeps snowballing. But in order yeah. to get to that point, you have to be able to keep going. And that's like, that's so huge for hunting success for talking to hunters that have done it forever, as well as guys that are thinking about, man, I, this is, is like who this, I mean, this is, important for everyone but if you live somewhere where you don't have mountains all the time where you're on your you're going on your first elk hunt whether you're camping in day hunting it doesn't matter whether you're yeah. uh you know you're you're going to something that's like very unfamiliar terrain this is like extremely important because this is, is going to be the difference between not only success but also your enjoyment of the experience and your safety in the experience as well and I think that it's, it's very hard for people to grasp, like, how do I get ready? And that's mm -hmm. why, like, I've partnered with you guys because this is how you get ready. Because I can't sit on one podcast and say, this is how you get ready. These are the things you need to do. One, we can cover those things. But I think that it, it's way better to have somebody there, like, as the, I'm the type of person, like, it, it's, it's very hard for me to just, like, create my own program and, and do it. But if I have... Yeah like a, a daily routine and, a, and a, you get into the habit of doing it and you know that like, this is actually going to help me. You, there's a big difference in that. And like what I used to do, dude, I'll tell you what my, <laughs> you'll laugh. My straight like preseason stuff when I was like, dude, I got to get ready. I would go, I would put on a hundred pound pack and I would walk barefoot for one and a half miles my parent like where i lived i had this loop and i was like i think this is gonna get me ready like dude i don't know i mean i guess it did but like that was my strategy i was like i'm gonna toughen my feet up and i'm gonna just rip like, barefoot yeah and i'm like i don't know why i was like 20 and i thought like this is how you get ready right like that's all i knew to like i just didn't know any better 
And, uh, yeah. you know, I was like, I'd be like, cause I do this period of school in the, I did school in the spring and summer semester and I'd take the entire fall off to guide and hunt. But that ended like, August, and I was like, dude, I got hunt. So it was like in between school, I was just like heavy pack. And man, I, <laughs> dude, I hurt so much all the time. <laughs> like it was so dumb. And like, oh. you know, you're, you're just thinking about the things that you used to do without the knowledge behind it. Like, am I even doing something right? Like you said, there's guys that I, I mean, see it all the time. Like I've guided and they're like, I ran all the time. I did this and that. And then they get into the situation and it wasn't the right, it wasn't the right yeah. formula for what they needed. And so to have like science backed formula, I'm like, this is it. <laughs> this is yeah. it. Guys. So that, that's the thing that really excites me. And I'm glad the preseason prep is so important. And that's the thing, like, like when I jump on, this is the thing that I'm thinking about is like preseason prep because yeah. we've gone through a long winter. There's, there's certain, like I normally have a pack. I've normally in New Zealand guiding and hunting this time of year too. And that's gone this year for me, you know, it just, it, it didn't work out with other things. So it's like, okay, I need, I need to jump in with some preseason prep, get back into that. And so I'm looking forward to running through the course this, this season as well, because I've got a sheep hunt that I'm really excited about. And I know, dude, I mean, I've been on a sheep hunt with, other people that have that have crashed that are in good shape, yeah. you know. Yeah, and they just didn't they didn't start early enough. I think was their problem. Like it's guys, so that, common. You know, like you get a, and sometimes too. This is like you think about like I think the thing the important thing that you mentioned is is starting it now. Like why not? Because there's guys that I know that are in good shape, but they wait until August for a September hunt. And they're like, I wish I would have done, like, it's a, it's real hard to kind of try to ca- play that catch up and you're in better. It's better than nothing. hundred percent. Yeah. But it might not be optimal. Like you're going to still, you're, you're probably going to suffer no matter what, but it's the amount at which like, yeah, you're going to suffer. But the guy that is more prepared is suffering the same amount, but going harder and going further and finding success, you know, or hopefully, but I, I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot to that. So I'm really excited. I'm excited for it. One of the things, you know, that when we got together and talked about, you know, you guys coming onto this podcast is we talk about these tactics and then people are like, well, that's great, but it's a program. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but what we're doing is we're giving you six free weeks of the program to get you started. Like I, you believe in it. I believe in it. And we just want people to be able to jump in and say like, okay, I need to try this preseason prep. Let's see what it's about and, and start on it because after those six weeks, like once you, if you take that and do it, you're going to be well on your way to getting where you need to get. And I think that that's, that's really important. So I, I thank you guys. Um, I would just, you know, you go on, you use code live wild at checkout there. It's a little, um, so when you do it, you, you can, do you want to kind of explain? Cause we always have people like messaging us. Hey, I tried to use the code. You want to just kind of, cover the, yeah. the run through real quick for the, for the listeners who were like, I want to get on this and do the six free weeks. Yeah, for sure. I think the, we're, we're such big believers. And I know that anyone who gets around the mountain tough app for two, three, four, five weeks and tries some of the programming and starts preseason prep 2.0, it's, it's no questions asked. They can try that six weeks for free and we know that it's going to help them change their lives. So I'm really excited for that. The code can get confusing in a, in one way because the Mountain Tough app is native on iPhone, Android, 
And then it's native on all the smart TV streaming platforms as well. And so what happens is a lot of folks try to use the live wild code in the app stores and, and app stores just don't allow for promo codes. So it's super simple. If you just go to mountaintough.com, click start free trial in the top right, and then enter that live wild code and then choose monthly, not annual. So you'll go start free trial monthly, enter live wild, and that'll create your account for six weeks for free. And then you can download any of the native apps that you prefer. But starting on the website allows you to use that code, get your six weeks for free, get your credentials. And then you can start training on Apple TV or Roku or your phone, but start that account on the website first. Yeah, the, uh, the, I like that uh, addition. I use it on Roku and that's like, that's awesome to have it like on the TV. I, I really like that. That's cool. So that's, that's cool. That then, but then you you still have the app on your phone, so you can go. You can do the body weight stuff if you're like. I mean, that's one thing that I really value about your guys's program is I'm on the road a lot too, so it's not always not always feasible to have the same equipment or other things. But there's so much body weight stuff um, that I can do as well that that's that's super valuable. So you guys, check it out. You know, we're looking. One thing that we did, I really enjoyed. We did a uh, a live webinar. Yeah, that. Do that that turned out really good. Just people that use the Live Wild code in the past. I think we should probably try to do another one of those here before the season. I covered all the tips and tactics. Dustin covered all the like workout experience stuff, physical preparation. And it was a perfect mix of like answering people's questions and and getting people involved. And I thought that, I thought that went really well. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to awesome. do something like that in the future, you know think about if, if for everybody that uses the code and gets in there. Cause I'm like, these are the guys that are serious about getting ready for hunting. And it's like, it was awesome to talk to everyone. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun to do that. So for guys that use the code, that's something to look forward to in the future too. We'll, we'll get another one of those going. Cause I think that was super valuable. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, cool. Well, thank you so much for jumping on with me. I think this is like the perfect timing for a couple of reasons. One, you guys are launching the the 2.0 and then two, it's the perfect time of year where you start thinking about, I've got to get ready for the season. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for jumping on with me because this is, this is, I mean, some of those takeaways of the, the building, the endurance through the longevity, the, I, I mean, there's just so many takeaways of things that you guys have studied and actually help hunters. And when I think about it, like in my experience over the years, I'm like, that makes a hundred percent perfect sense so i'm really excited uh for this program and thanks for for coming on explaining things and and some of the the research and the philosophy behind what to do to get ready now absolutely remy i'm excited i'm excited for folks to start now regardless of what program they do just you know start now start training now and it's like any any other sport in the world like if you want to take it seriously and kind of reach that next level in your success and thrive and be really safe you know just start your start your physical fitness journey now and and you'll feel so much better so and your whole life gets better in a whole bunch of different ways too for sure no i appreciate it man thank you so much and then also as a a note to the listeners 
uh, Wilderness Athlete, one of the awesome companies that we work with, has come on and given us a 20% discount for people who are, are listeners of the podcast so they can use code LiveWild. So if you're talking about preseason prep, training, thinking about the season, you know, here's ways to replenish your body that I think, I think like that's another huge portion of you can do the workout part. And that's one side that is extremely important, but you also have to like fuel your body in a way that allows you to build muscle that allows you to remain strong that allows you to recover. And sometimes like just a normal diet doesn't do it. There's, you know, I, I think I, I really highly believe in, in good hydration, that their hydrate and recover product is something that I've like lived by for the last like <laughs> 20 years, <laughs> years, as long as I can remember using it. And then, um, you know, but that also includes like, uh, protein shakes, meal replace. Um, there's things that I, I do now, like that I didn't do in the past. And I'm, I just feel so much better, especially like meal replacement in the morning and then, and then going in and, and getting active and then, you know, fueling up with like, as a hunter, it's like, yeah, I've got a lot of protein of elk, deer, whatever, you know, we eat a lot of protein and then, and then vitamins as well. So our listeners can get 20% off that. Uh, just use code LiveWild at checkout. And then we also, I also have a, a package on there that's like all my favorite stuff for on and off the mountain. So it's kind of a kit that includes everything. Like there's a lot of the stuff that I take in the backcountry, and then stuff that you use like throughout the season when we're training. So if you guys feel free, check that out. Yeah, I, pr- I appreciate every all the listeners. Thank you guys so much. If, if you enjoyed this, I know we, we've got a ton of feedback of these podcasts in the past. So feel free to, to shoot me a message. As always, you can like and subscribe to the podcast wherever our podcasts are at. And thank you guys again for checking it out. Until next week, uh, the awkward goodbye part. Until <laughs> next week, I'm just going to say prep it up. <laughs> Get preppy. <laughs> preppy. <laughs> All right. I'll catch you guys later.